give it one more second. Greetings, fellow readers, and welcome to episode nine of Stats on Stats here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic of discussion is The World Seed by Justin Miller. But before we get into our discussion, we've got a little housekeeping to do. If you're watching this on YouTube, consider dropping a like and sub, and don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for all of our shows like The Penultimate Game Show, The Cross Media Show, Anime Nation, and our Marvel Mondays initiative. If you're watching this on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you get one free sub so to give it out. We'd love it if you could give it to us, but if not, it's all good. No worries. This week on The Penultimate Conquest, we have our Marvel Mondays initiative. They are reviewing Thor The Dark World. Eh. Tuesday, the pen crew is coming at you with their review of Free Guy, and Thursday... The penultimate game show is going to do a recap of the Pokemon Presents little direct that we have going on. Well, I'm your Lit RPG expert here on the penultimate conquest. My name is Richie Stevens, and today, as always, I'm joined by Joel Harvey, the man who has pounded this book into my <laughs> brain for the past I don't even know how long. Ever. He All never lets up. <laughs> Joel, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, and I am excited for this book. You might not be excited for this book, now, but I am excited to do this book. Now, hold on. Hold on. I, I'm excited about it. It just took a little <laughs> bit for me to get warmed up to this book. Like, let's be real. You know me. I have my comfort zone. This book is outside of my comfort zone. So, Joel, we're talking about The World Seed by Justin Miller, also narrated on Audible by Neil Helligers, our guest from the last show. So, Joel, tell us a little bit about The World Seed. What is The World Seed? Oh, man. So, The World Seed is... It's a new... Uh, MMO uh, reality, virtual reality game that's coming out for uh, our character. Do you want me to read the, uh, uh, the review? Yeah, go, the... go ahead and read the summary for us. All right. So coming at you from Amazon's website, you know, Kindle. The year is 2245, and the world has undergone explosive growth in multiple industries. The age of virtual reality came long ago, opening up new fields for people to enjoy and seek employment. There were even those who chose to sacrifice their bodies, becoming digital existence that lived within internet communities. But with the age of VR, everyone still dreamed of the next step, the next level of adventure. And... After a hundred years, it's finally arrived. The first console known as Seeds, mass distributed among the people with such realism that they no longer qualify as virtual reality, but as artificial reality. But what happens when things become 
too real. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, boys and girls. So, Joel. Yes. Our book opens up. We are met with Mr. Hewitt, our main character. His Mm -hmm. parents have uploaded themselves, left all of their assets to the... um, our, our main character. I, I forget his name. I just know. Uh, John. John Vincent Hewitt. Thank you. Hewitt. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say Justin, but I was like, no, that's the author's name. There's so many names. And he goes by yeah. um, his actual MMO name in game because you can't give out well, your real name. And he didn't realize yeah. that when creating his character. So it opens with him getting his seed, which is pretty much like a you know, little pod that is the full immersion thing. It's that deep dive with time dilation, all that fun stuff. Well, shit, shit hits the fan really quickly, but this also has one of the (laughs) coolest opening like intros to a video game. Joel, tell me about the, uh, the intro when he gets into the game and he's creating his character. Yeah. So, uh, after the setup and everything, he's got some time before that game actually launches, so he ends up going through character creation. And his first intro to character creation, he is spawned in and uh, spawns in in front of uh, a deity, one of the game's deities. And he is buck-ass naked. I'm glad you said it, because and- if you didn't, I was going to. <laughs> And yeah, um, so the deity's like, oh man, I can't believe like how many people actually did that. Because uh, like this day and age uh, in the game, uh, the book, uh, AI has advanced to the point where it's practically no different from anyone else. And yeah, so she was having a grand old laugh about that. Uh And then, so they go into character creation, and they do a couple of trials. And so there's, like, the trial of intelligence, trial of uh, combat, trial of strength, dexterity. Um, So it basically goes and works out. Uh, He has, there's, like, a gym, and there's, like, a gravitation, like, dumbbell uh that he works out on and then he goes and jumps from log to log like a ninja and then he uh does basically uh plays chess with the deity until he decides that he's done losing and that was the uh intelligence test and then the combat test which is my favorite test uh basically they uh they have an arena where the deities just watch Jacob and uh they announce the player and the player doesn't have a name yet and then they announce the uh uh the opponent which is like basic rat mob <laughs> And so he basically almost gets his butt kicked by a rat mob and somehow wins. Uh, and then for the next 
uh, opponent, there's this huge minotaur that comes out and basically one-shots him and brings him back down to below level one. So, a couple of other things. He learns uh, magic, and he starts out with two different uh, magics. He starts out with air magic and nature magic. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it for the startup. So, once he gets in-game, uh, he basically is in the Wood Elf territory planet. Uh, it, this The game is, like, ginormous. Um, so, like, he starts out on, like, one planet, but there's that race's main... The planet's main race is, like, elves, but there are so many different races in this game. Like, people have the option to spawn as, like, golems, dragons, ship AI, uh, deus ex machina, like... It's, it's got a very in-depth, awesome like, character creation. Characters. And that's yeah. one thing I actually have really, really enjoyed about this, you know, book is... It's not just limited to, you know, dwarves, elves, humans, gnomes, orcs, etc. There's like multiple races that you wouldn't expect to see in a online game. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit that goes with that, but we'll cover that here in a minute. <laughs> so one thing I really I really enjoyed was the trials. Like I thought that was really, really unique and how like that was done i want to say it was very it wasn't very fast action it was you know super world building it was just like oh yeah i got trials like this is just the tutorial yeah that's that's pretty cool i mean if that was like an actual tutorial test for like us if we were you know deep diving into a video game i think that'd be pretty fun i think that would be a grand old time to do that Especially if, you know, like we could team up and do that. Fantastic. I would love it. I'd have a blast <laughs> with doing that. But yeah. I feel like the way I would do my training would be a little bit different than the way you would do your training. Because, I mean, knowing Go us, no, knowing <laughs> us, we have two different gameplay styles. I like either being a very heavy spellcaster right up in your face or, you know, just a tank. Like a paladin or whatever. You're all over the damn place when it comes to video games. <laughs> in your damn... I I kind of go with whatever character is uh, the most... Uh, versatile? Full just has, like, the coolest dynamics to it, I guess coolest mechanics same way i love my lit rpg coolest mechanics always wins and see that's that's another thing about this book it's it has a lot of mechanic building and world building not as much action throughout the book and that's okay that's that's okay it's not personally my cup of tea but i'm still pushing through <laughs> it i just finished book two this morning um you know with my taste i like having the action and like just the giant battles going on <laughs> 
Like, I mean, let's look at the land. What was it? Raiders when they deal with the uh, the goblin camp and everything. That's my kind of battle. Yeah, but that was also like book six books. But still, there six? was there was like the mini battles and there was still like a lot of action going on and everything throughout the books. Yeah. Where this one just focuses more on the mechanics and the world building and like the the war. And there's some cool stuff in book two that really grabbed my attention. And if the rest of the series is like that level of intense, I'm all for it. I started book three today. We'll see my thoughts by the next episode <laughs> on that. But I'll recap that at the end. So he gets into the world and everything into the game. He chose his race as a half elf. He chose wood elf and what was the other one? Human. Was I it think. human? Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to look relatively human. Right. Or, yeah. I was going to pull it up on Kindle, but <laughs> it's not available on Kindle Unlimited. What is this? So once he gets into the world, he has to go through some like lessons and everything. He meets up with uh, Justin. Who, um, or is it? Yeah, it's Justin. It starts with a J. The uh, mage. Yeah, his the other half elf that he kind of levels up with. But also, we should probably cover that his parents are digitized. They are in the internet communities and a part of this world, actually. So I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I love it when books have like digital the option to digitize yourself live basically immortal <laughs> see i think i would um, i would go with that if i could but i also would rather have the isekai like feel just be transported to another world if i could which will bring up my question for later <laughs> yeah so another thing that goes with that is that the virtual uh the people who were virtualized uh they uh, were trying to figure out how and to, like, get money out of them, I guess. And so uh, they were going to make it so that they had to, like, do labor. But instead, they just ended up taxing a, like, certain amount that they gain from the game or something like that. And... Uh, also, they don't get as powerful early game. Uh, I know the mage he ends up leveling with only has one magic ability at start, where he has uh, both air and nature magic. Uh, so yeah, that was an, another cool uh, thing to throw in there. Just world building. This book has a lot of different world building to it. It, it really um, is. And there's there's nothing it's the like I said, things. there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's a little different from the um other books we've talked about on here. Cause with this, like we said, and I've already had to reinstate it a few times and I need to stop instating it. <laughs> there's just there's so much building to it and there's so much war behind it to where I was actually having trouble coming up with you know, ways to talk about it without giving away a lot of the big key points. 
in a lot of the yeah. spoilers. Um, but it's definitely one of those where you're just like, wow, this is really interesting. Like, I, I've not seen a lit RPG do this, especially with the Trials Command. Uh, or, well, I mean... It's mainly like the magic system where it comes into its own as like uh, original like ideas uh, stuff that we don't really see. And uh, if you want, we can go into that. Like, yeah, uh, go into that. One of the coolest things that I like about this book is that every single item, every single person character whatever has a magical aura to it and the magical aura determines like what its physical shape looks like what sort of elements it's made out of what uh like i don't know it's just like everything has its own unique uh pattern or it's to it and the main character john uh basically his class is to study those auras and he's able to replicate them using nature magic and later on his uh he gets the druid class which uh has a focus on copying animals and like shape-shifting right. and it's just a really really unique way to develop that class and that's one thing also that really stuck out to me about it was the fact that you don't choose your class at the start well you get your class at level 10 yeah you kind yeah. of like level have a, a ballpark of like what you're gonna work on and everything to study to get what class you want but you have your class and then you have your subclass, which the subclass goes into play. And when he unlocks the Druid class, he's going through like all the different um, subclasses for said Druid. And he gets to the Xeno shifter and that yeah. class. That's my kind of class, Joel. <laughs> that is my kind of class. And you know it. You know, yeah, if I can transform shape shifting exactly. from Diablo, <laughs> and you get your well, not just Diablo, but like you know, like just or, yeah, yeah. When I think of a druid, my instant reaction is to go back to World of Warcraft because one of the first characters I made was a night elf druid. And once I hit level 10 and I unlocked my bear form, I was like, yeah, I'm a king of the world. And then you get to level 20 and you get your cat form, and you're like, okay. And it just keeps progressing and progressing. And I'm just like, damn, this is really cool. So that's one of the reasons I'm sticking with the series is because he's going with the druid. He's going with the shapeshifter. And I'm just like, okay, I keep, I'm, I'm interested in this. And the challenges yeah. he has to face going from being a, you know, basic druid to the Xeno shifter. Like he has to learn different aspects. He has to transform himself into these animals and stuff like that. Wow. That's cool. That's a lot of requirements. Yeah. That's a lot of dedication and work. But holy shit, I'm excited. <laughs> so he's 
he's got the magic system. He has to learn these different auras, and he has his affinity for nature magic and wind magic. Um, he doesn't really have the, like, you know, he has attacks, but he doesn't have, like, a lot of attacks starting out. So he's got to be very particular at what he's going with. Yeah, uh, just the way that he has to basically invent his attacks, like his spells. He'll compress the air magic to form a bullet, and then he'll, like, uh, rotate it to make it do more damage or something, and, uh, like, make it shoot faster. And then for his nature magic, he has to like learn the auras of like plants which he then has to learn alchemy to uh make those plants into a like usable spell product which he then can like make a healing spell with his like wind magic to like disperse a healing powder or he can uh ends up learning like a sleep spell uh from like some alchem alchemical plants and stuff um so yeah that was really cool um goes he goes on a uh genocide of of rabbits the, the little <laughs> rabbit okay what is it with lit rpgs and bunnies and rabbit and yeah oh my gosh because so, they make them the the boss mob or like just the main mob for most of like the starters like richter kills a bunny at the beginning of uh or no he kills a fox so never mind wrong one <laughs> you know where i'm going with this joel graystone chronicles bricking oh, the yeah. bunnies <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude, that was hysterical. Ah, damn it. So I just want to know what's the what's the fascination with bunnies? Lit RPG authors. I'm dude, looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking dead at the camera right now. Have you read uh Beginner's Luck? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of Beginner's Luck mm -hmm. where he's like, Oh, my father was a developer, and he's like, Oh, hey, we need to have a member of the Lagomorph family, which is like the bunnies, to be in like every starting thing. Uh man. I'm having PTSD now. Bunnies. All the bunnies. So now that we've kind of gone with how the the mechanics really work and we've covered John's I'm trying to think of the right word for this. Journey. His journey so far in the World Seed. He decides to log out. Except he notices something a little bit different when he logs out he, he's a little taller <laughs> he can do magic in the real world yeah he ends up like burning his hand on and the then stove he he heals and himself he, like because he's going yeah. out he's making food because he learned that if he eats he doesn't have to eat in game because he's you know satisfied but also if he eats in game he can kind of still be satisfied when he logs out it's the whole full immersion time dilation thing, and I love it. <laughs> but he can heal. He's no longer human. Yeah. He's a half-elf. Half-elf human. 
Huh. Full synchronization. That's uh, it's a little more than so, that. The so, it turns out that the, it starts the out as full synchronization, and then it goes to magic is fully integrated with the world. Yeah. And the way that this it like jerks you around. So like at first you think it's like a VR MMORPG and that's like all there is. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, now there's magic in the real world. And you're like, okay, how's this gonna change the story? And then you're like, Yeah. It, this this series just keeps dropping bombs and oh boy. Like by the end of book two, you're just your mind's like blown. Yeah, there's a plot twist at, <laughs> I get at the end of both books. Like so every far. time, and th- there's only four books in this series. But it turns out <laughs> that the seeds, the 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 capsules, are doing more than just helping you play the game. They are doing more than that. We have more than full immersion. It is a straight alteration to your genetics and everything. It turns you into whatever race you've decided to play as, and it transfers your abilities from the world over to the the real world. So if you chose to be a dragon kid, you're, guess what? You're a dragon in the real world now. If you chose to be an elemental, you're an elemental now. And there is a little girl that uh, transforms herself. She's only, what, six years old or something like that? And she turns herself into a wind elemental. She can't hold her parents or anything like that. But there is a way in-game to change your race and everything. But it costs, I think, in it's $500 in the real world to do that. Yeah, some, like, crazy amount. <laughs> It might have been like a thousand. I thought it was like a thousand gold, which is like five hundred, five hundred dollars. I don't remember. There's a lot of numbers and a lot of stats in this. Ha! Get it? Because we're stats <laughs> on stats. So, <laughs> as we jump into this a little bit more, he gets a call from the uh, police department and is talking to an officer. Where? Oh, Mister Hewitt, are you okay? We've gotten reports that, hey, you know, some stuff's going on with people who've played the game. So we got a registry from the company. What's the deal? Like, are you okay? Like, is this just a a glitch or like, have you been affected by this? And he's like, nope, I can grow four wings that I got from these lovebirds and I can do magic. Yeah, Uh, well, Sir, we're going to have to have you, you know, we're going to have to figure something <laughs> out. We might be in contact with you a little bit later. And that comes into play later, guys. Yeah. It's in book two. <laughs> so, um, did we talk about him meeting uh, Sharon yet? No, we haven't talked about his, like, training at all or like the people he meets with that or his companions he gets oh i kind of did go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about his companions 
Yeah, no. So uh, during his uh, class training, uh, he needs to study animals' auras. So he goes to get a companion because he's a druid and that's what druids do. So he gets help. So when, hold on. So when he reaches level 10, he gets a companion AI a bracelet who is basically like a little helper who like can see things that he doesn't notice or like uh can help remember or remind him of certain things and and just you know everything going on kind of in the world it's his yeah so like one time she like points out a mushroom that he like was has been looking for and then another time she like goes through and talks about how many different birds uh that they saw on their way to the class trainer and so he basically gets information about the different birds uh in the area from her and from that he finds one that is able to change uh like camouflage itself uh, so that's the one he ends up going for, and so he goes to the tree that uh, uh, she saw him in, or he sh- that she saw the birds in. Um, and so he goes up and he picks some fruits, and as he picks the fruit, the last vibrates to get his attention and. and- Everywhere out him <laughs> because all the leaves on the tree end up turning to birds who then flock to him. So he has to run away. Um and they're just they're just going crazy. They're going mine, mine, mine. And uh eventually he stops and is like, okay, they're not actually harming me. So he gives the fruit to uh, two different birds, and that's when he actually forms the companion bond with them. And so he ends up naming them uh, Yin and Yang. Yang. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are his first companions. And that's how he learns how to create wings. So he can fly, which is awesome. And he can also turn his wings into, like, to allow him to camouflage, which is also really cool. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and the birds want him to transform because they're like, oh, it's a male companion. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, if the female birds are like, oh, yeah, hey, we're going (laughs) to... There's going to be some love. And then when he finally transforms into one of the birds, (laughs) he realizes he transformed himself into a female version of the birds because he copied their genetics. So they all they they get real sad. And that's okay because that that was some interesting (laughs) stuff to have in the book. It it got weird for a second. (laughs) It got really weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joel, I don't want to give away too much of the, like, 
some of the big spoilers and stuff for the first book. Oh no, you froze on my screen. How are we good? Uh, you're frozen. Yeah, it's just being really laggy. That's okay. So we have, you know, a lot of the weird stuff with the world building, but also a lot of the interesting stuff. He does get the, oh, what is it? The light spell that shoots like a giant beam of light down a corridor. It's kind of like a plasma blast. Or is that in book two that he gets that? No, I think that's in book one. He's, he's like in the cave on the and then Celeste is like, well, just so you know, like you just let like if there's anything else left here, you let <laughs> them know we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how sarcastic Celeste is. She's very. Yeah. Judgmental to him and like in a playful way, she's not like harsh or mean about it. She's like she actually cares about him and stuff like that. So it's it works and I'm OK with that definitely a good team dynamic it is a good team dynamic and that's like a lot of moments yeah and usually like in what rpgs you have an ai who is kind of a sarcastic asshole and that's like just the main system for the game it's not the real like oh what am i thinking of it's not like a side companion or anything like that. It's just the like the main like prompts and everything come from the main AI. Like how like when you get a quest or something, that's what pops up. Celeste is just a, start, uh, a sassy little something. <laughs> She's something, all right. <laughs> so, oh man, the I will tell you like my first impressions from her. She kind of reminded me of. Uh... The cheerleader from Heroes. Hayden Panettiere. I, I could get that. I can get that vibe kinda, a little bit. Save the, uh, save the yeah, cheerleader. Save I kind of got that vibe from her. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see it. I like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. I'll, I'll definitely give that to you. So we're yeah. going to go ahead and jump into book two a little bit just because I've read book two. And I want to talk about one of the elements of book two that I really like and that I... I know you finished the series. You're rereading the series because why not? Yeah, this is like my fourth time rereading the series. Jesus, and it, you yell at me it's for great. It's definitely one of my... I'm going to smack the shit out of you. It's like... I don't know. It's good. So, <laughs> in book two, John ends up helping the police department with a lot of the developing problems that there's been going on on the earth. The monsters have started to spawn and all that fun stuff. Earth is turning into a real world video game, except no <laughs> respawning shit. Well, we get introduced to a crime scene. And the book for a good hour and a half on audio so i think it's like four or five chapter or that's nah, probably a little longer than four or five chapters i think it starts around chapter 10 and goes to about 17 i can't remember um it's a good good chunk it's a good chunk <laughs> the book turns into a horror murder mystery because people are getting killed and at the crime scene 
words are written in blood that spell out game over. <laughs> when I got to that, hey, I, Rich. I, I got Do you want to play a game? <laughs> I, he, I mean, he does ask if we want to play a game and we meet the character who is named Legion and we learn that he is a druid and ends up locking within the police station has the police station go on lockdown and it just it turns into a whole murder mystery and that's holy hell that's what i liked it was suspenseful it was action-packed and like he had to be a detective for a few minutes and i'm just like this is cool this is really cool and i need more of this and it was real life yeah so it was like a threat of actual death like like, if you die you die like there's no response you you're done like you're done (laughs) and he ends up killing what is it um six four no six people before everything the chief the liaison coroner i think there's like the janitor janitor the Uh, we're getting into spoilers popcorn joel popcorn dispatch Um, yeah it's at least like six people yeah and i mean he kills people before the end of everything too so that's another thing that's just like wow we're we get dark here for a good chunk of this book and i mean you know me i like my dark tones that's (laughs) one thing i'm looking forward to about another what rpg i'm gonna start once i get caught up on a few other things before dungeon crawler carl 4 comes out on audible I like my dark tones and I like that they're like actually consequences in the real world versus none out there in a game. Cause in a game you just boom, respawn. Nah, I I want there to see some actions and consequences. And, And for this solid chunk of the book, when he's not developing his skills and everything, there are, and I'm just like, wow, wow, <laughs> so cool. It, it, yeah, like I said, it, it is a really good book. Um, it, it is kind of hard, I guess, to get past the uh, more crunchy aspects of him developing his skills. It's very I crunchy. definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is definitely worth the read. Like, yeah, Justin Miller is up there on my uh, favorite authors because we have you know the world seed and then world keeper and they're not connected yeah. in any way right because i've not read world keeper no, okay. no i don't think so um but all the awesome originality that comes from world seed like it, it goes to the next level in world keeper yeah it does but like yeah, it is some crazy stuff that happens. <laughs> and that's why I love Justin Miller, because he's just super original. Um, I think whenever I was looking into him, originally he didn't even want to be an author. He uh, got a degree in uh, video game development. And uh, yeah, from there he was like, uh, whenever he was bored, he started writing. And so that's where like, uh his books came from was just out of boredom 
Um, I, mean, I, I I've been writing more recently. I started working on that little side project you and I had going last year. Yeah, and a little further. It's working out pretty good, I think. But Maybe yeah, we'll... there's just another reason why I just love this author. It, it's good, and Justin Miller might not be my taste uh, particularly, but he is holding my interest right now. Like, usually, if a series doesn't hold me, I don't get past eight chapters, nine chapters. I try to give it at least a a good few chapters, a good chunk of the book, and if it doesn't grasp me. It, it doesn't. And I'm afraid it's not going to because there's been a few like that. And yeah. that's why when we decided, hey, this is the episode we're going to do today, it was a little hard for me because this isn't necessarily my taste in what RPG, but I know you like it. And I know there's there can be the like checks and balances about like your taste and my taste because we do have very differing tastes. Because, <laughs> I mean, you read uh, Civ CEO last week or a few weeks ago and you were telling me about it and I started it. No, you did. It's it's yeah, (laughs) it's a lot of world building and it's very crunchy and sometimes the numbers get a little too much for me because they all just kind of blend together and I'm like, Oh God, this is math class all over again. (laughs) (sighs) But that's where this show is going to come into some future topics. We're not always going to discuss the books we don't, or we do like, there are going to be some that you and I have picked out that we just don't really care for. And we're like, yeah, it's, it's good. And I, I appreciate this series. It's not necessarily for me. And who knows that might change by the time I get to the end of uh, world seed Endgame Cause I have all four downloaded and, ready to go i just started book three i think i have 20 hours left so i'm an hour in if that (laughs) but i am i am powering through it it is starting to grab my attention a little bit more but it is one of those where it's not my specific start it's a very (laughs) rough start especially for me because i mean i've listened to these while i'm at work and Shout out to Neil Helligers. He does an amazing job. The performance, as always, is fantastic. I've not been disappointed by him once. Yeah. Which, if you haven't already, go check out our YouTube channel. The Neil Helligers episode is up on there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, We will have these shows coming up on uh, podcast apps here soon. I hope we're just waiting for the approval. But we have our logo now and everything. Our thumbnails are looking pretty good but that's beside the point let's get back to the world scene joel (laughs) so we have the world mechanics we have a little bit of the story just to kind of like grab some attentions and most likely you and i will end up doing like a whole review video for it and just release that we probably won't do it on twitch just because that'll get too long and we're gonna mess up a little bit to where i'm gonna have to go in and edit it because (laughs) we're we're gonna we're gonna drop we're, I'm trying to keep it a little more PG. I, I have had the profanity today, but good God. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to clean it up a little bit so we can be a little more family friendly since lit RPG books are, for the most part, family friendly. There are some that do have the profanity. There are some that do have the very suggestive themes. And some of those we will cover because there is a specific audience that likes that. 
But yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of got off topic. <laughs> so what what's one last thing we should really discuss when it comes to the world seed? What's what's one thing that is a big takeaway from the series with you, Joel, that's not a huge spoiler? Other than, you know, like the big plot twists ending at uh, every single book. I don't know. Uh, I would say, like, it was interesting to see uh, Neil Helliger uh, do a mostly female uh, cast. Or, like, not cast, but... Uh, characters. Characters. Like... That was that was pretty interesting. I I I like uh seeing that uh just like male uh narrators doing their take on like female characters. Yeah, I mean and I would like to see I mean we you and I already have our like our favorite female narrators and a lot of them are usually attached to sound booth audio and that nothing wrong with that because i love my sound booth audio but it's always interesting to see like just the way with how some of the characters are written and how the audiobook like portrays them because when i read a book i'm like oh okay that's this is kind of how i hear them and then when the the narrator goes and has their notes with the author it's like oh so that's what they're actually supposed to sound like that's kind of cool <laughs> I think so far the takeaway for me would be how intense some of the the real world stuff gets. And it's a weird occasion for me to say that, Joel, because usually I'm focused on like the video games, like in-game stuff where this one, I'm more focused on the the real world and what's going on out there. Like him helping the chief of police, like I want more of that. I I want more (laughs) of that shit. Oh, it's coming. Uh, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, another thing would just be how... I don't know. I, I've said original, like, it's super original, but just, like, from the, char- like, subclasses to the way... The magic works to the different races uh it just makes a very very unique blend and uh yeah it's it's great so well that if, kind of if uh, you good oh i was gonna say if you if you want a a book series where your your character's a druid this is definitely one to check out right on right on so we're going to go ahead and kind of start to wrap up here uh, just because I feel like there's not really much more we can discuss just because I'm not as far into the series. We might do a part two for this or, or like I said, we'll probably just do our like actual reviews of like a whole series or up to date to where we are currently at. So if we were to do Dungeon Crawler Carl, we would do, you know, up to book four because that's all that's been released right now. We're going to do probably a review series. That's going to be a thing we start doing and just they won't be here on twitch they're just going to be going straight up to the youtube channel but joel other than the world seed what have you been listening to um well i just finished rogue dungeon 
Hell yeah. Uh, James A. Hunter. All that my is man. out for that so far. Um, well, no, I'm not sure what haven't... I'm going to go into next. Well, well, I guess since it doesn't have an audiobook, you haven't really gotten this far. But the uh, expansion pack on Kindle. For oh, right. So good. Yeah, I haven't. It's so uh, good. The short stories yeah, for Red Dungeon. It's so good. Uh, for me, before I started World Seed, I had finished up uh, all that's current on Audible, which is 10 books for The Good Guys by Eric Ugland, which on the last show, as a part of a giveaway, I did give away someone or give away the first copy of The Good Guys book one. And Kale, shout out to Kale. They're an amazing person. I gave them a copy of um, Good Guys book one one more last time, and it's I'm very curious to hear their thoughts on that. But oh. a little side thing. Also. Oh, what's up? Go ahead. I was going to say also, I just finished uh, the uh, Tree Dungeon. And. Oh, yes. Tree Dungeon series. That was good. And also Lotus. Lotus. Lake. Uh, that was a one that came out. Uh, by Jay Price. And it is really interesting. I'm really liking it. So, okay. I'll be interested to see where it goes. Well, um, really quick side note. So, a few weeks ago, well, actually, it's been probably about two months now, I think, we had an author on under the name of S.L. Rowland, the author of Pangea Online. Yesterday, in the mail, I got a little package. And it is a signed copy of Path to Villainy, which is about a kobold who becomes uh, sentient. And it is autographed. So, Joel, I now have three books that are autographed. Nice. And after you get back from Dragon Con, I'm hoping to have more. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's go ahead and uh, do our book recommendations for people who aren't really necessarily interested in the world seed, but we always try to do the, um, the recommendations and everything. And then also actually, before we do that, I did a poll in the penultimate, uh, conquest chat. And I asked, Hey, would you rather live in a fantasy world or a sci-fi world? And believe it or not, most of them said sci-fi. I was the only one that said fantasy. And I'm pissed. That makes sense. Though. I'm, I'm pissed off about that, Joel. I would <laughs> rather have magic than tech. Call me crazy, Joel. I'd rather have magic than tech. Can I have both? No, you can't. <laughs> this isn't the world. No magic tech? You, no. God this damn. isn't You're, Final you're throwing Fantasy. Final Fantasy terms at me now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, damn it, oh, Joel. Man. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> So, Joel, would you rather live in a sci-fi world or a fantasy world? Um, Probably fantasy. That's my boy. That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> That's my boy. So, be sure to tweet at me for, my, uh, for the viewers and everything. If you'd rather see a fantasy world or a sci-fi world, if you were transported, you know, isekai into a new world, would you rather have sci-fi or fantasy so be sure to tweet your response to me at Rich Dolphus, right under my name. But, Joel, we're going to go ahead and wrap up real quick. So before we do that, 
what series would you recommend to people? Uh, yeah, I would say Lotus Lake Lotus was Lake. the one I was talking about. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an East Kai where she gets back in time and basically is to the start of a VR MMO she uh, developed a lot of her life into and uncovered some secrets about. So that's, uh, yeah. Okay. Really interesting. Go check that one out. Uh, for me, I, it's, uh, uh, it's definitely going to be The Good Guys by Eric Ugland. There are 12 books out currently on Kindle, 10 on Audible. The 10th book drops on the 3rd of October. And it's another isekai, except it's more than that. It's uh, you die at the beginning and you're reborn in a new world after meeting with a god and pretty much become the duke. You want a simple life, but you're not going to get it. Um, I know I said there's 12 books. Sounds like a lot, but they're actually really short. They're they're pretty small compared to like the books you and I usually do. I think each audiobook is about it's less than 10 hours for each one. I think the only book of Eric Uglins that exceeds the 10 hour mark is the third book in the bad guys series, which is another good series. So I would either recommend either the good guys or the bad guys. They do correspond, but you do not have to read one to read the other. So if you want to start with the bad guys, you can, if you want to start with the good guys, you can, it doesn't matter. They don't, the characters don't cross. None of the events really cross, but really good series. So, Joel, what what are you plugging today, and where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. I am a little more active nowadays. Uh, I recently started showing the uh, cylinder uh, remodeling that I've gotten into. Um, all if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can look up on Twitter or. Twitter uh and yeah man went there all right and for me today i'm going to for the first time be plugging one of my best friends mario's uh youtube channel zara the man gaming that's z-e-r-a the man gaming over on youtube uh, he's doing a lot of let's plays of horror games and him and i are actually going to be collabing to do some uh, resident evil stuff here soon so uh, shout out to my boy mario best friend since kindergarten he was the original best friend um as always you can always find me at rich dolphus um if you see me tweeting you'll see that i've changed my name from uh, my actual name richie stevens to penultimate conquest slit rpg expert because that's the title that they have put upon me so i will gladly own that title so ha joel i'm the lit rpg expert <laughs> but like i said you can find me at rich dolphus uh, you can find my twitter or my twitch at rich dolphus um i haven't been streaming as much but i'm still streaming as much as i can it's just work and everything you know life gets a hold of you and with doing you know the podcast and everything it's hard to find times uh sometimes so but hey that's okay yeah so talk about his life. Hey, yeah. you're getting ready to uh, move. If you can't tell right now, I am I am getting ready to move. 
and also being ready to go Dragon Con on top of that. Hey, Joel, and, rubbing in a little bit more for you. A bunch of other stuff that I don't really need to talk about yet. And I might tell you guys the future, so. Oh, I know this thing. I know this thing. Because, yeah, yes, I have but privilege. But you're not going to talk about oh, this Oh, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't know what you're talking about, Joel. <laughs> so, <laughs> as always, from here at the Penultimate Conquest, I'm Richie Stevens. That's Joel Harvey. And we are the Lit RPG Guys for this show. And thank you for tuning in to Episode 9 of Stats on Stats.